Hello, and welcome to Serene Reflections, a podcast of Dharma Talks from the Wallawa Buddhist Temple. I am Rev. Clarissa Beattie, a Zen monk and Buddhist priest from the mountains of Northeast Oregon, where we practice contemplative meditation, the Chan of Bodhidharma, the Zen of Dogen, the Serene Reflection Meditation of Rev. Master G.U. Kennett. You are invited to let yourself grow naturally still, to let go of the world for a while. Join us in listening in sound, in listening in stillness, turning within to listen from the heart that seeks the way. Recently, someone came to the temple to practice with the monks, and we did some working meditation together, and this friend borrowed a pair of work gloves from a drawer we keep of various sizes. Returning home, a couple hours' drive, they discovered that the pair they'd used had ridden home with them. So our friend sent us a message saying, I've got your gloves, and the next time I come over, I'll be sure to bring them with me to return them. What mattered was that the person noticed what they'd done and sent the message. What resonated was the turning of the heart upon the discovery of the gloves to do something in accord with the precepts. The straightforward acknowledgement that the gloves had gotten taken and the communication of the pledge to set this right at the earliest opportunity. There's a valuable teaching in this example. What do I do when I become aware of something I've done in ignorance? When it dawns on me that something I've been doing is actually a breakage of the precepts, that dawning is the keeping of the precepts. That dawning is the finding of the way. This is the practice, this clear seeing and acknowledging. Not to minimize or dismiss my actions or try to justify or excuse what I've done. And also not to berate myself, not to indulge in guilt or recrimination. Not to blame or shame or punish myself. For any of these are in fact distractions 
from the getting on and following of the path which opens in the heart toward responding, toward going deeper. My coming to realize where I've been breaking the precepts is the healing of what may have been broken before, the knitting up of what has frayed out of neglect, out of ignorance. When we realize this, we are making whole what has come apart, mending what is worn out, putting right what has tipped upside down before, and lo, it is made whole again. The thing about being willing to open to the unknown is that as we open, we don't know. In moving into the unknown, I don't know the way. I'm finding the way. The spiritual work of which we speak is the finding the way to keeping the heart of the precepts, to the serene place of peace where we live openly and sleep soundly. Practice of serene reflection meditation cultivates a heart at rest. Doing this practice, we live an ordinary life, doing what needs to be done. When we start by just doing the most basic of daily activities, fully present and wholeheartedly doing what's right there to do, the mind rests and the heart opens, and we see clearly the next thing that's good to do, and that is the keeping of the precepts. And we also may see then the arising of the koan, and the way to refrain from breaking the precepts, which is also the keeping and the following of the beacon of the true heart that beats within us, as it does in all beings. In meditation, when I become aware that my mind has wandered, with that realization I have already come back to my sitting place. Likewise, with the precepts, as I realize I'm straying, I'm already finding my way back to the path. It's this work we do with the precepts, this work of finding that brings spiritual protection. When by finding the way we beckon, Buddhas, and bodhisattvas appear before us and around us. Because we invoke them and they respond. 
encountering a Buddha is the result of the internal appearance of a Buddha. It's the reflection of the Buddha nature within. Buddhists aren't merely bowing to an image of Buddha. The statues and scrolls and scriptures before us are more like a mirror. And because we're opening, the mirror is appearing as if a veil has been drawn aside. When we turn within and do this work, we find we aren't alone. We find we're surrounded, embraced by the bodhisattvas and ancestors who seem to come to our aid, which is the result of our coming to their aid simply by doing the work, by really doing the practice. Each aspect of the essence of our true being shows itself when we keep the precepts. We naturally express compassion or love or wisdom or steadfast determination or joy or clarity. When we hold something back, that aspect of the truth can't appear to us as it would were we to let it be expressed fully, and we may feel bereft of it and long for it, or we may feel separated or in a fog or unprotected. And then there's an opportunity to turn within as we find the way. Buddhist training is clear thinking, clear seeing, clear acting, finding the way as the way appears. It may seem as if I'm affecting conditions around me when I grow still and the world seems to flow naturally instead of my having to wrestle with it. Actually, the effect is the result of my change in perception. I'm perceiving things more clearly through the harmonization of body and mind with the unborn Buddha nature. The path appears as I open to it and follow. In Buddhism, we hear in the ceremonial and in the scriptures of the saints and bodhisattvas we hear of the Buddhas and ancestors. These aren't imaginary beings who look down from somewhere else. Finding our way to truly keeping the precepts, to growing completely still and coming to peace, they are real. We are becoming them. And there is work to be done. Before and after realizing our true nature, there is work to be done. There is the ongoing work of finding the way. An arahant, a saint in Buddhism, is one who's listening to the teaching and putting it into action. 
An ancestor is one who's realizing their purpose for being and living from it, helping others who are finding the way. A bodhisattva is a being on the way to enlightenment for the good of all beings, and a Buddha may appear as a wise, compassionate, and loving human being who is going beyond the mind of the opposites and not hiding their true heart so that all beings may find liberation. The saints and bodhisattvas, the Buddhas and ancestors, are all around us. We see them when we behave as they do, when we look with their eyes. Buddhism uses iconography to point the way. We read scriptures and put statues on altars. But Zen practice isn't symbolic, it isn't theoretical. Reading all the scriptures in the world won't do the work for me. In order to come to live by the precepts, I have to follow the precepts day by day as best I can. I, myself, have to sit quietly like the Buddha statue on the altar, learning to let all that arises pass away in order to grow truly still and dwell in the clarity of Buddha. In order to know peace, I must cultivate peace within my heart. Meditation and the precepts are the gateless gateway to peace, peace in the heart, peace in the world. It isn't enough to just think about it, talk about it, read about it, watch others doing it. While any of that may point me toward the gate, I must enter the gateway. Whether we're new to this practice or have been training for years, we're all prone to ignorance. Ignorance is the root of harmful actions. Meditating and following the precepts are how we grow awareness of where we act from ignorance. The impediments, greed, hatred, delusion, pride, and inadequacy all grow out of fear, born of ignorance. The precepts define how we tend to act out of these impediments, grasping after what we want, pushing away what we don't want. Meditation habituates us to letting the impediments arise and pass without acting on them. The Ten Precepts remind us not to kill, steal, covet, lie, indulge delusion, speak against others, be proud of self and devalue others, be miserly, be angry, or deny the Buddha nature in self or others. These are not abstractions. All of these are specific examples of actual greeds, hatreds, and delusions. 
instances of propping up the self as separate from others, of not seeing beyond self-centered motivations. Even with the best of intentions, being human, we may do harm. Through practice, I become more aware of just how I'm acting in ignorance. Seeing how I have acted from ignorance, I have the opportunity to do something about it, and this is a precious gift. Now that I see how I have done harm, I can see more specifically how not to do it. What am I not seeing? How might I be distracting myself with my own wants and don't wants when what's needed is to let go of them and get on with what needs to be done? How may I be honest with myself? What is good for all concerned, for all beings? Asking ever more deeply and in each moment, I soften the will from rigid selfishness or distracted obliviousness to a willingness which flows with all that surrounds it. This is the obstacles dissolving. The precepts are there to guide like a map, like a compass. We do the walking. Reflect, what is my purpose for living? What is my true wish? How may I benefit all beings? The answers are to be found not once and for all, but in beginning afresh in each moment, in doing, unfolding, reaching, going, finding. Sometimes doing the obvious unfolds naturally without a second thought. Oops. I've brought these gloves home with me. I'll let the monks know where they are. I'll be sure to take them back as soon as I can. Asking, opening, listening for what comes, and then acting from that place of willingness. That is the going on. That is the practice. Following the precepts doing the meditation, finding the way.
Thank you for joining us in listening to Serene Reflections from the Heart that Seeks the Way. To learn more about this practice, including more about how to meditate, you are invited to visit our website at walawabuddhisttemple.org. Here, in the Kanzayan Shrine of our Meditation Hall, we offer the merit of our practice of serene reflection meditation to all beings, including you, wherever you may be.